Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the Seven Dice. Yeah, it's been a little bit since I've seen you. Hope everything's going well. It's been a little bit hectic here. Uh, ever since we took off for the month and just been remodeling, we had all sorts of people coming in here, and they all just want to check out the the new and fancy improved end of the Seven Dice, and it's a... Uh, well, it's a little overwhelming. I might have to start hiring some staff. All right, well, why don't you go over there and see old Wing over? He's waiting for you. Greetings, air travelers. Welcome back. It's me, Wing, I have a gamble, famous name, Bob. Oh, I'm so glad to see you, travelers. Oh, I'm just excited to get into this next part of the tale. You know, I was thinking about how they saw that that whole spooky, uh, how are those things, poster for the, the play. Uh, it's probably a very normal play, and I said, oh, I'm so excited to hop right into that. Um, uh, uh, travelers, I hope you're doing well. Uh, what, good news. Uh, Trent is not here today. I made sure I looked around. He's he's not gonna be around. Uh, we got this guy over here. What's your name? It's Garbo. Okay, Garbo. Look a little um, look a little worse for wear, honestly, Garbo. Are you are you doing okay? Mm, okay. All right. Well, take it away, Garbo. Do your thing. Hey, uh, my name's Garbo, and um. Uh... You should come over and see our sweet band over at the, you know, the, the Bardic College Battle Bards. You can find us at BattleBards.com. If you want some of my sweet tunes like I Want to Eat Your Garbage or um, Fireball Disintegrate or even My Life is a Nightmare Filled with Garbage. You, know, you can uh, you can find me and my band as well as all the the professional people at BattleBards, BattleBards.com. Yeah, all right, no. Gabo, I just I have to say, were you just eating garbage? Are you are you doing that? Yeah, that's right. Why? Um, I'm a garbage golem. A garbage golem. Yeah, oh yeah, we eat garbage. We keep eating more garbage, we keep growing. Oh my god, they make everything these days. I'm so sick of commercialism. Okay, whatever. Uh, thanks, Garbo, or whatever your name is. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that, travelers. Uh, you know how it is sometimes. You get you get some winners, you get some... Well, you get that. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's hop into this tale, travelers. I'm excited. Oh, well, we last left our hero... Oh, what's this? Oh, I was, uh, I was eating your mailbox and I found it. Could you not eat the mailbox? My god, well, Travis, it's another piece of fan mail. I guess I have to buy a new freaking mailbox. Alright, let's see here. Ooh! Not your average actual play D&D podcast. Five stars. I binged this whole series in a matter of a few weeks. From the first episode, you are immediately drawn into the characters, the world, and the storyline. The use of sound effects is perfect. The use of mini-episodes really helps the pacing of the story. It is well-voiced, played, and produced. The DM is amazing at drawing you to a false sense of security, just to have it ripped away from some horror you wouldn't have thought could happen. The chemistry of the cast is wonderful. Everyone plays their characters well. It takes the time to think out exactly what their characters would do in that moment. I also love the holiday one-shots, where everyone could just sit back, have a good time outside the main story. Go listen to this thrilling tale, and you won't regret it. That's from 
Joel from the Friends and Flayers podcast. That's another body group. Uh, you should go check out Travelers, Friends and Flayers, like Mind Flayer. Oh, well, thank you so much, Joel. Uh, all right, where was I? Oh, yes, our story. Yes. So, Travelers, I, I'm excited to hop into this. Everything's coming together. They're seeing all sorts of spooky stuff. They're probably going to look at the what's left of this crazy cult layer. And, honestly, Travelers, let's just hop on in. Let's do this. Uh, I bring to you what lurks in the deep part four. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing Emzy, the Gith Yankee Ranger, and Chosen of Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Draxir, the Dragonborn Artificer, and Chosen of Machines. heroes had just finished going through a number of these different rooms, and after quite a bit of arguing, they discovered something very grisly indeed. They found that there is a lab down here where they're experimenting on Chosen, pulling apart parts of them, trying to figure out what makes them tick. After looking through this and discovering a letter inside a book, they found out that there's a play, a play called The King in Yellow featuring a symbol much like their own on their left hand. Alright, so you're all chilling in this dried out room. It is better, better than, than the whole damp musky thing. You've probably been down here in this cave for like maybe an, an hour, hour or, so. or so. You, you can, can hear, hear the sounds of the, the whirlpool starting to die down, down a bit. Bordon, uh, um, how long does that whirlpool that actually go for, for control water? I'm I think it's 10 minutes. Okay, so then, yeah, you, you definitely hear, like, the, the sounds of the screaming and the, the body churning. is uh, It's died down. <laughs> like, for example, I can just stop it. I can stop channeling it if I want. Okay. But, yeah, you so you know that means that the water levels probably further down below have receded. I got some fancy skills. I got arcane eye. Ah. Oh, that sounds cool. So yeah, you guys are chilling in this room, you're looking at this flyer, it's kind of unnerving because it looks like someone's basically throwing a play around some weird thing about your symbols. Should we go to the play? Well, I think we should. Did we uh, check out like the, the basement-y area first, seeing as we were hitting up all the rooms? Like the, the decline where all the people were coming from? Yeah, I don't know if it's like all water down there, if it's like partly ground. The water would have receded by now, but no, you haven't checked it out yet. I, I think we should go check that out, see what's down there, if anything. 
Yeah, we sh- should finish this dungeon. Just loot the dead bodies, <laughs> yeah. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You never know, there might be something amongst the dead bodies no. we might have missed. <laughs> <laughs> Slaves, we have to return back to their family. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie's like, or they can That's carry true. my stuff. <laughs> I heard uh, slave rhymes with Steve. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you uh, you all start going down the decline? Yeah. So you're marching down there, and you're stepping over a lot of bodies because you killed a lot of things in this hallway. <laughs> and there is a lot of blood. like Because the blood would have just kept going down this decline over this hour. So it's kind of slippery, mm. but you're you're bracing yourself against the walls while you're going down, and you make it down to the bottom, and it is uh, nothing short of a massacre. There looks to be at least 20 to 30 bodies. You're thinking, the thing is, they're all broken up into pieces, so you're not quite sure. And a lot of them have been, like, ripped up, ground up, smashed, and there is just red everywhere this place is coated in blood all the water that's at the back is just red you see there are the odd fin that comes up it looks like some large aquatic creature is just eating and you see that down near like as you go further into this like cave area you see there's like a raised platform and it has four stone beds around it that were crudely constructed you see there are four dead bodies on these platforms, it looks like they were chained up. They're probably going to be sacrifices, <laughs> uh, but they've drowned. <laughs> I think what you mean to say is they uh, fulfilled their purpose. They were sacrificed for our victory. They definitely were sacrificed. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a successful sacrifice. Gods were pleased. I'm the worst cleric ever. <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> you were trying to get something done. Does everyone want to make me investigation checks? I got 19. This is a 25, actually. Ooh, natural 20. Look at that. I got a 4. Oh. Okay, so Ronnie, it's like you're trying not to get your suit dirty, so you're just kind of avoiding all the gross stuff. But the rest of you, looking around here, you're actually, like, kind of trying to comb through these bodies. You are pretty grossed out by all of this stuff. It doesn't seem to be, like really bothering you it just it smells bad is the main thing does it still smell like uh ronnie stink cloud no thankfully that has been filtered out uh look it's just for the record i'm taking inspiring leader as a feat (laughs) (laughs) what 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 is it what does it do i'll tell you what it does uh you spend 10 minutes inspiring your companions showing up showing up their resolve to fight when you do so, choose up to six friendly creatures, uh, which can include yourself, within 30 feet, who can see and hear you and understand you. Each creature gains temporary hit points equal to your level plus your charisma modifier. So that's oh like, yeah, that's like an extra 16 health for everyone. You braveheart it. That's really good. Nice. That's wild. <laughs> oh. So you, you inspire them with a speech. He's got to lead those other Ronnies if he ever finds them one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are combing through these bodies, and you're looking around, and most of you are doing pretty good. Ronnie's just kind of, like, looking around a little grossed out, and um, MZ, you drop down near the 
this raised platform, you like kind of look behind one of these stone beds, and you find someone who looks like they probably were someone of importance, probably some sort of high priest. They have a smaller medallion that just has that little fish hook, and you find a ring is on one of them. I can resurrect. I can resurrect people. Sure. But I think it's like in. I think it's a a minute. Oh, it's been a, it's been over a minute. Yeah. You you killed them when you ro- when you rose the water. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were chained up. They were just sacrifices. So this this person looks like some kind of high priest. Yeah, and you found a ring on him, and it, you could just see it kind of has like little fish and little waves on it. It's a human. It might have been. Okay. It's hard to tell. <laughs> could you please give it to me, so I can. I can identify it. I'll give it to you. So I get the ring and I use identify. And I use identify because that's one of the abilities, <laughs> like first level ability of like divine domain knowledge. Yeah, that you haven't been all. using this whole time. <laughs> that I've never used. And I know that I have it now because I have the full book here in front of me. <laughs> so now I'll be able to play as a priest, sorry, as a cleric and not as a oh, guy man. that's pretending to be a cleric. So I use identify. This is like the Boradon equivalent of Bible thumping. He's got the book. <laughs> so Boradon, that studying really helped <laughs> with the purple mage. Because you're like, oh wait, I have a whole other section of spells. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the purple mage is like, well, okay, so you're using your knowledge domain, right? And you're like, knowledge what? <laughs> and he's, oh god, the what? <laughs> uh, so you're looking over this ring, and as you cast this spell, you uh, th- see the glimmer of magic that goes over it, and you just inherently know as you're you're holding on to it that this is a ring of swimming. Whoever wears this ring will gain a swim speed of 40 feet. So they'll be able to swim 40 feet for every six seconds. That's wild. Okay, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just tell the group that. Honestly, I think you should hold on to that because you're probably the worst swimmer out of all of us. <laughs> I do agree, too. <laughs> I'm a, I, I float very well, but I'm not a great swimmer. And you could probably just, like, raise the tides wherever you are so you could get in that water and just move around real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's true! I'll be Aquaman! Honestly, <laughs> if there's ever water, you should just jump in the water because you'll swim faster than you walk. Oh, that's that true. That makes sense. Your swim speed would be 15 feet faster than your walking speed. <laughs> as long as you're not in, like, heavy armor, though. Because that would still probably work against you a little bit. I'll just use this ring. Thank you, guys. So when you take this ring and you're holding on to it, you see it actually magically sizes to the size of your finger. Mm -hmm. So when you put it on, you start feeling this magic sort of attuned towards you. And after wearing it for about an hour, you'll have its magic ability. Wait, didn't we also find like a ring or something in like that cesspool room? Yeah. You found a ring. It had a couple wings on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, we didn't identify that one either? Yeah. Hey, Borodon, can you identify this <laughs> ring as well? Cursed ring of not swimming. Can I, Lucas? Because that's my... You only got one 
one of that per day. Yeah. I only got one identify. Yeah. Never mind. But tomorrow you could reasonably. Uh. Also, I have this unidentified wand, like for about <laughs> a year and a half, like on my inventory. Oh my god! I never even thought about identifying it. It's just sitting there, you know. I mean, sometimes I scratch my back with it. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but you have to, because you oh, gave it to man. me. I didn't put it like yeah in my inventory if if you didn't give it to me. So. I can't remember when he gave you that. Like, from when I listened to the podcast, like... me As a player, I didn't even remember <laughs> that was in my inventory. <laughs> so... Okay, well... Do you have anything else that I need to be aware of? <laughs> Maybe. Like, I just have a bunch of stuff. Okay. Like, well, if you have some time to travel, you can cast this spell a couple times, so... I'll look into this wand. Okay. You have this ring, you've put it on now, and uh, you're starting to be like, oh, right, I have a bunch of stuff on me. <laughs> you start basically, you're like starting to make a list in your head of all your work items you need to accomplish in the next few days. I, I, I start like patting myself and, oh, I have this and I have that. Oh, look. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. So, yeah, you are, it looks like there's nothing else down here in the water aside from what might be sharks eating remains so is it like a sort of like i don't know like a lake kind of thing or like a pool it's like a cavern like um so like this water probably goes back out to the ocean but uh right now like this area it just looks like uh, water comes up and there must be a tunnel down below so like it comes up and this is a pocket what if there's something inside like if there is a tunnel I don't know if we would want to swim in this water right now if there's, like, sharks eating remains. Uh, nah, that's just the, the DM making stuff up. Like, there's no sharks. <laughs> right. That's sharks just don't exist. my one thing I do, which is literally making this stuff up. <laughs> I think this would be a good spot to come back to if we could get some kind of potions of water breathing or something like that. Otherwise... But that's the thing. I, I think I do have water breathing. Yeah, yeah I think that's why we visited uh, Ellen. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are we going to do? There are sharks in the water right now. Yeah. I think we should maybe wait it out. If we even want to go down in there right now. I, th- I don't think we should mess with any sharks. Oh, I still... Wait, 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 wait. What I can do is I can use control water... And just lower the water. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Didn't you already cast control water? Oh, wait, never mind. You're, you're a cleric. So. Yeah, but like on level 8, I get another slot. Okay. How much can you lower it by? Do you think it would be worth it? If, if we're going just to go back to the, the inn or whatever we're going to go, uh, it doesn't matter. Up to... Rise uh, up to 20, so I imagine I can just... You could lower it by 20 then. I imagine, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. If you'd like to, you can do that. Okay, so I w- I'll do that. I'll lower the water. You channel this spell, and you hold on to your symbol, and you all watch as the water slowly begins to lower, and you see like these animals are quickly 
getting the hell out of this area. You see, like, some are having a bit of a hard time with it. But it was sharks that were eating people. And it, you watch as the water lowers, and at the back of this area, there's, like, some fish flopping and stuff. There's, like, sharks that are flopping around, because there's... Yeah, you see that there's, like, a tunnel that's going, like, basically straight out, and then it starts to go down further. Like, can I keep going and just pushing the water? Because I can, like... Part water, I can redirect flow. I can. I'm not going to use whirlpool again, but like I, I can part water if I want as well. Like I'm Moses. Yeah, it looks like you can just keep going. It doesn't look like it has to stay on that area of water. Uh, basically, you just you keep pushing it back, and as you're going down this hallway, you can see there are symbols and stuff painted along the sides. And you see, like, there's etchings and stuff, and it looks like people are worshipping this fish, this giant, like, almost eel-like fish that is floating in the sky. And people are, like, as you're going along, you see pictures of people being, like, transformed into these deep ones. Like, you see, like, a transformation process and, like, jumping into the water and, like, swimming amongst the reefs and stuff like that. And you just see, like, basically this kind of stuff is being repeated. Are you making this stuff up as you go? Some of it. I have most of this, like, in the old noggin. You actually thought about us actually, like... Yeah. You all took potions of water breathing. I had to think about you coming from this angle. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, cool. Does it have, like, anything else? It, the tunnel goes a lot further... Uh, it keeps going like at a decline and then you start seeing like it starts moving like you've walked probably like 10 minutes I imagine the rest of you are with him oh wait wait if we walk 10 minutes then we have to go back oh sorry okay maybe not 10 minutes then. maybe we'll say like you walked like 3 or 4 minutes in oh god so we're gonna be stuck on here and then you're... as we spin <laughs> well the water's gonna come flooding back and you'll just come with the water uh... Yeah. <laughs> At some point, I've uh, slipped on my goggles of dark vision because I imagine it's dark. Yeah. Yeah, and these guys have no consideration for anyone without dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> um, while this is all going on, because it takes me about 10 minutes to give my sweet speech, I'm going to be giving some great speeches. Uh, like 10, <laughs> minute, 10 minutes worth of them. Give me a little sample of some stuff Ronnie's saying. Uh, you know, you guys are real good back there. And I think in the second half. Uh, you know, we're down by about 10 points. <laughs> so, uh, needs muscle, hustle, hustle. Mm -hmm. And, uh... <laughs> so you're football coaching this? <laughs> yeah, but oh, that's all I've heard. Uh, so for the, for the rest of the nine minutes, I'm just saying hustle. <laughs> Every so often you'll kick a garbage can or something. <laughs> you'll shout at everyone that they're fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're giving this speech while everyone's walking along, and it's kind of weird that it's somewhat inspirational. <laughs> you almost feel it affecting you. Right. And you said it gives everyone 16 temporary hit points? 13. 13. So how long does that last, those 13 hit points? Um, so it doesn't say. Uh, it just says that you can't gain those again until you finish a longer short. So I think they're just... What's this feat called? Uh, inspiring Leader. Ten minute inspiring speech. Uh, this could be done again after a short rest. Temporary HP lasts until a long rest. 
or if it's damaged. So you guys will have this basically until you go to bed. Yep. Okay, sweet. Mm -hmm. Or if you take damage, and of course it it runs out, but... In case sharks come at us. Yeah. It's yeah. like an overheal. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So you, you don't feel weirdly inspired by Ronnie continuously shouting hustle at all of you all and telling you, like, you gotta <laughs> get into the end zone, uh, stuff like that. Uh, he keeps talking about regionals <laughs> and nationals. <laughs> and you're all not quite sure. But you make it out of these tunnels and you come back to this area. And very shortly after, you see this water comes flooding back in. And you have, like, fish floating at the top now of this water. Also, because um, I have, like, speak with, with dead. So I can just talk with the dead do you guys want me to do this like do you guys want like any information from from that high priest yeah like probably the high priest but i don't that's a good spell yeah if if anyone you'd probably talk to them uh, the priest doesn't have much of a face to talk with but you could find another body mm. that you'd mm. have no problem with i'll say like you can find a head or there are also the the people who are chained down, you could ask one of them. It's up to you. So you can ask a cultist, or you can ask one of the sacrificial victims. What are you trying to find out? I mean, I was thinking just gather information, you know. And I think, like, the cultist would, like, let, let me just see if speak with dead. And you can ask five questions, up to five questions. The corpse knows only what it knew in life, including the languages it knows. Answers are usually brief, cryptic, or repetitive, and the corpse is under no compulsion to offer truthful answers if you were hostile to it or if it recognizes you as an enemy. Mm. Mm. I'm going to use prestidigitation on Borodon before he uses it then. Like clean him off? To make him look like a cultist. Minor, minor illusion, right? Oh. I'll, I'll grab that uh, high priestess necklace. That he had? Give it to Borodon to wear. Oh, do I have my resolution actually? It's really important that we determine who he's talking to then, because if he's talking to, like, one of the sacrifice sacrificial victims, that probably wouldn't actually be helpful. Right, I thought he was going to talk to a cult guy. MZ, yeah, you could take one of those necklaces and put it around Borodon so that it looks like he has the cultist necklace. And then I'll, like, tuck his necklace into his shirt. Okay. So that only the... Mm -hmm. Alt one is showing. Okay, so what questions do you guys want me to ask? Okay, wait, who are we asking? I thought it was like the cultist, right? I think it's a great idea. I just need some, like, I don't know, ideas, like what what I should ask, like the cultist. Should I ask for like directions? Should I ask about like this fish god? Um, because like these cultists, they they were different, right? That's where stuff's kind of weird, because if you're looking like one of them and you're asking, like, about the fish god, it's like, well, you should know. Well, they don't really, it's not like you're returning their soul to them. It's just, like, the body's just kind of, like, running off what it knew. So it's almost like you're dealing with, like, um, like almost like a computer. But the computer can recognize if you're an enemy or not. Okay. So it, it doesn't have a mind, like, of its own. No. It's just answering my questions. Yeah, you're just animating... You're basically animating the corpse with the remnants of memory it has. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
and I can't like speculate about future events or anything like that. It's just, it is just the body. I would ask something like I... who they're working, who they're under. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I, I I use speak with dead. Okay. And I ask that. So you cast this spell, and you feel your magic going out, and it like coats this face, and you almost see like this ghostly visage over this head that you're holding. And these eyes like open up, they're all bloodshot, and like one of them is ruptured, and the mouth starts to creak a bit, and it looks over at you. Hello. Hello. What's the question that you want to ask it? Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> like which god they're under? Is that what we want to ask? Does that make any sense? God, god or like religious leader, so I don't know if... Okay. Yeah, like which god are you guys under? We worship the great and bountiful Dagon. Um, what else, guys? Is, is, this, is this the only sect like this here? Like is... That's the only... Mm. Do we kill all of them? <laughs> yeah. What was this place? This place was Holy Center. It fell perfectly on a ley line, as well as we conducted research here. Is it the only spot? Like, or do you guys um, gather somewhere else? We have multiple gatherings along the coast. We Our other major spot is in Waterdeep. Ask him how many cultists there are total. How many are you guys, like, in total? How many cultists are in total? I'm not sure. Well over a thousand? Uh-oh. Well, count the bodies, and then we just do this this many more times. And <laughs> 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 Invite him to a hallway party, and... Should be good. Lucas is <laughs> never making a dungeon that resembles this yeah. again. Yeah, they are all just really <laughs> wide open spaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no water at all. No water. We're going to a desert. Yeah. So, we found these four bodies uh, in this other room. What were they supposed to be? Uh, is that your fourth question? Just keeping track. So you asked, you asked who they worship, um, what they were doing here, other yeah. bases. You asked how many cultists there were. And so this will be your fifth question. Okay, so do you guys want me to ask that? Because you guys said we know that already. Well, yeah, I think from like the, the check I made there, we determined that they were uh, chosen who had died for the third time and were going to be turned into like corrupted. Ask them what they're planning. Ask them what they're planning next. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. What are you guys planning next? We are planning a new monster for the Shining God. And you watch the head start to, like, decay and crumble in your hands and just sort of slop onto the floor. As long as I have, like, s- spell slots, I can just keep using it if you guys want. Do we have other questions, though? I mean, uh, it would be nice to know what this monster is. Or, or it doesn't matter. Maybe what the monster is. Also, if it could tell us anything about this play... I might need you to read it again, Lucas, but what from my what I understood from it was that they're afraid of Matthews. Cause they, they told this information that this play was happening to Matthews, and then Matthews basically lost his shit, and that scared them because they thought, like, how could such a divine being get so angry? And uh he was ranting and raving, and they don't understand 
what this play is all about, but they figure that the Chosen are working under some other powerful being. So you guys want me to continue? Would we get anything talking to the the dudes upstairs that we uh, killed? Oh, you mean like the like the chosen? The chosen. I think when like when they turn, they're just not themselves anymore. But we can try. Oh, the corrupted. Yeah. Y- yeah. Like, what would happen if we? Technically, this spell doesn't require a soul. So it would work. You could use the spell. Is that what you'd like to do? I, I'm literally the worst person to be doing the talking. Because, like, my vocabulary is, like, the most limited one. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> and I'm literally the person who talks, like, basically, like, to everybody. And that's horrible. <laughs> it's, you're, you're doing fine. It's just a matter of, like, figuring out what questions to ask. And I don't think it's very obvious what we should be asking. We're kind of just going out on a limb. Yeah. I guess. So whatever you do ask, like, I don't know, we could even do better. Mm-hmm. So you head her on up back this decline and walk over all the other corpses and you go back into this lab that they had set up. You see there was a few posters and stuff. You remember seeing there was a poster that had basically uh, the anatomy layout of one of those Shoggoth that attacked New Dawn when you all went there for that party, those 20 feet tall creatures. And you also see they have copious amounts of notes on dissecting these chosen and when they die and coming back and you find that there's a a body that's still salvageable that you could use to talk to question uh did did they have like the same symbols as we did yes okay so i think my first question would be who are you generic name uh, <laughs> what's your name? What's your birth sign? Yeah, no Billy, shit. Billy, Bobby, all right. I, Barry, favorite caller. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with. Well, Lucas, it's a very big world. Maybe I'll go with okay. Billiams. <laughs> little William and a little Bill. Uh-huh. Although it's literally the same. So yeah, Billiam, Bobbert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You hold on to this head and you ask, what is your name? And your voice sort of echoes out while you're holding on to it. And once more, this ghostly visage goes over this head. And this head was really transformed and like uh, like it was coming out of this egg sac as this twisted up creature. And But the ghostly visage you see is that of an elf while you're holding on to its head. And you hear it say, Billy Elvish. Billy Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Scratch that. His name is Billy yeah. Elvish. All right. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> why, why don't you just ask him how they got here? Yeah, how did you end up here? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you guys get here? We were captured by the corrupted known as Oblivion. Okay. Oh, fuck. That's Noir. Hey. Full circle. Yeah, because I'm seeing here, like, on, on my notes. Yeah, finally, those things, actually, yeah, were worth it. Um, what else? <laughs> what else, guys? The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. That was a good game. You got three questions. Okay, I can ask, like, if, if we should, I don't know, maybe talk or just um, warn somebody about his death. 
and then maybe you know that person can point us to maybe like a general direction or something board on mm. ask him who his friends are the other the other people in the room <laughs> okay okay who are those other people like in this room I still have my list of elven names up, so I was ready. <laughs> oh, they're all elves. Okay. Yeah, they are actually all elves. There was Thalin, Umera. There was Sudrail, Elven, and Perel, Zikin. Should I warn anybody about your deaths? Report back to Commander Doomsayer and inform him that we've been captured. Captured, sure. Um, Doomsayer is dead, by the way. Oh yeah, that's. Oh fuck. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So if not uh, Doomsayer, who else should I, should should like should I talk to? Astoria or Elwyn. And then his head just starts to collapse in your hand, and it falls down into weird goop. Hmm. I'll probably need a bath afterwards. I'm touching a lot of dead people. I think you guys need a bath, like, now, all of you. You're all in the poop room, <laughs> and yeah. MZ fell in. We, we could go swim out in the bay when we get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Just lower them down with a rope, wash them off, bring them back up. <laughs> <laughs> I can use the whirlpool, you know, to wash us, like, even better. Then you just cure them after all the damage. <laughs> Nobody needs a whirlpool when you've got bored on. Mm-hmm. So you now have this knowledge of sort of what these cultists were up to, what this place was used for, and a little bit of insight on uh, these chosen that were here. Clearly they were alive when Doomsayer was alive, and they were captured by Oblivion. So how long was that? Like, a month? Doomsayer died about two weeks ago, and uh-huh. uh, Oblivion was turned probably like four weeks ago or so. Uh-huh. So it's probably in between those two points. Okay. Yeah, I'm pooped. I want to go and uh, rest. (laughs) Ah, pardon the pun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we've found out about all we can around here. So you all head back. You are walking through the lovely streets of Sanctuary. You all smell pretty bad, especially Emzy. And so people are kind of giving you a wide berth. You look like you're covered in blood. You have, like, even when you're walking out of this warehouse, there was a lot of people gathered because you blew up a fucking door (laughs) to get in. And uh, so, like, you're walking out with, like, bloody footprints, and people are pointing and staring while you're walking out of there. You're smelling horrible. And a a few walk by. There are some guards who rush up to you while you're still down here in the docks. You see there's these uh, two humans. This one woman, she comes up. What's going on here? What happened to you? Why was there an explosion? Mm. I just look at Borodon. I mean, I don't think we should, like, answer, like, those questions. I just, I just want to go back. When it's when it's Ronnie or myself, it's like, <laughs> you got to fess up all the time. <laughs> when it's you... <laughs> When it's you, it's uh, it's uh, okay. not a big deal. We'll just. Uh... I'm tired. I'm full of fish. I'm full of guts. No. We just walk past him and say no comment, and. 
the, yeah. the guard. You're yeah. going to walk past her. She's like, hold up. You four, you're not going anywhere. You were there in that explosion. You're covered in blood, and I don't know what else. Oh, Jesus Christ. Charm person. <laughs> Are we? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hold on a minute. Are we not above this person's cave raid? Like, when they see us, aren't they like, oh, shit, like... You're basically like mercenaries in a town. And this is like the town enforcement. Law enforcement. So you cast Charm Person. What's the DC? So 16. 16? Okay. So you go to cast this spell. You clap your hands. And this sort of dazed look goes over her face. Oh, um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, is there anything you all needed? Are you okay? Do you need some healing? No. I need healing. <laughs> I think I think MZ actually needs healing, right? I'm not bad because yeah. It's just free healing, guys. Well, she can't heal. She's just a human. She's just asking if you're if you're hurt. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just let the other guards know to let us be on our way. We got a report back. Do you all know what happened back there? No. Dynamite. It was dynamite. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Very dangerous. Uh, you can roll deception with advantage because she's charmed. Natural 20. Hey. Yeah, that's got to be good enough. It's dynamite. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're going to get a, some guards there. You you go on your way. Uh, and she blows her whistle and she's like directing people. She's like, all right, get away from here. This is a dangerous scene. There's dynamite. And people are like, oh my God. <laughs> people are kind of like getting out of this area down in the docks. And you all, I take it you're marching back to the headquarters to go have a bath and something to eat. Yeah. I pulled a Ronnie. Look at how good it worked. <laughs> so Wardon, you don't know who you're becoming. Uh, <laughs> it's another world. You start going on further in, and you guys make it through this like a uh, this dock area. You walk through some businesses till you get to basically this area where a lot of the temples are, where the headquarters are located. You see, there are the two luminous guards that are standing guard outside of this place. And the large pillars are leading up to these headquarter front door. They look at all of you who are smelling gross and looking worse for wear. Greetings, friends. Do you require us to draw you a bath? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I would actually appreciate a bath bow now. Do you have four baths? Yes. Oh, cool. So they hold onto a stone and they speak into it. Death Shift has arrived, and they're looking worse for wear. Please prepare four baths and fresh clothes for them. And they just nod at you all. You all look over to the side, uh, like on the side of the road near here, and you see your caravan is set up there. It looks like it's been pulled off a bit to the side so that it's not in the way of anything. And you go on inside. You see there's still a lot of people who are looking over these fish hooks. They're talking about uh, how it's glowing and stuff like that, and as well as there's a few deep ones that are laid out on tables that they're looking over. One of the recruits comes up. They look pretty young, like their armor doesn't fit quite right. Uh, hey. Right. Oh, you're all Death Shift, right? All right, come with me. And he leads you through the hallway, past the sort of, like, dorm area of 
where a lot of these beds are set up. And then there's this, this sort of commons bathhouse-like area that they have set up. So they have, like, baths that are there, and there's places to wash yourself off and everything. So you all take care of that, and you have a, a fun bath scene. You know, everyone's pulling little jokes on each other, tripping it up, that kind of stuff. Oh, I don't know, buckets with water, or is it like a... a... They have the buckets with water, and then they do have, like, larger communal baths. Oh, I want the bucket. <laughs> yeah, you're all going to need that first, because <laughs> you have poo all over you. <laughs> so, But you clean yourselves off, and it's really refreshing in here. And you feel yourself, like, kind of relaxing and just calming down. There's actual soap to use, which is nice, so you don't smell like hell. And there's some clean clothes for all of you to change into. Back in the day... I was a prince. Oh, I need to get my good clothes washed, though. <laughs> they're they're going to work on it. Okay. <laughs> sequin by sequin. They're just going <laughs> to use magic. They don't want to touch <laughs> it. <laughs> They'll just buy new clothes for us. Yeah. yeah. Where are our clothes? You see, like, a dumpster fire <laughs> in the back. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> After you're done your bath, you're feeling good, and what would you all like to do? I mean, I feel like we should be telling someone what we know. Yeah, we should report. Astoria? Astoria is currently in a coma. Oh, okay, so no Astoria. Pro- probably Elwyn, because we also talked to him prior to going off on this little thing, so he knows that we're up to some shit. Mm-hmm. So it's around evening right now, when you're... Because you guys wandered around the town for a while, you robbed children, you know, just like the normal stuff that people do, and <laughs> you made it back, and it, you go over to Elwyn's office, and you knock on it, stepping inside, you see Elwyn's there, he's looking tired, his glasses are sitting at the end of his nose, and his fur is a little messed up. Ah, oh, yes, death shift. Is there anything the matter? Well... We annihilated an entire sect of cultists. What? An entire sect? Yeah. Yep. How How did that happen? What? Well, we got a lead to go investigate by the docks, by the fish processing area, and we'll say by some quirks of personality, we managed to find a way into a little bit of a hideout, went down into it, and uh, there were a bunch of cultists down there. Now, I guess they were uh, worshippers of Dagon. Dagon. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what, how do you guys say it? Dagon? Yeah, that's how I say it. I say it like you do, but he's just making fun of things because he talks like Sidabor. Dagon. Oh, it's actually Dagon. It's Dagon. Dagon. But, uh... Like the dragon? Yeah. Yeah, it's like dragon without an R. Okay. Yeah. Dagon, dragon. Yeah. See, I say it like that all the time, but yeah. Oh, Dagon's actually a character from Mortal Kombat. That's why. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Dagon, that's uh, this is another creature that they're worshiping. It's a, it's a god. I think I've seen a book on this somewhere. And he gets up and walks over to one of his bookshelves, and he's he's sort of going through them. He's flipping through these books, and you see when he's looking at things, these glasses are kind of lighting up, and he's able to flip through these books incredibly fast. And he eventually comes back with one. And it looks very old and brittle as he's opening it up and he's scanning the pages and he says, 
Yes, there's not much, but it looks like there's old text on some outer being that some people would worship. Or sometimes it would cause calamities. I see. It, what were they doing at this hideout? They were corrupting chosen ones. So we found uh, Billy Elvish, which I don't think it's like uh, his real name. Talon Sud- Sudril, which is an peril. So that sounds really similar to the four elves we sent off. I definitely recognize <laughs> Billy Elvish. <laughs> we sent them off quite some time ago to investigate the surroundings around Nesme and Arkham before we attacked, but they were one of the groups that also went off when you went to Arkham, but we never heard back from them. Well, they're dead. So they're experimenting on the Chosen. This... Mm-hmm. This is bad. Was there anything else you found out about this area? There's some kind of play going on. A play? Do we take the flyer with us? Yeah, you have it. Okay. I I guess, I don't know, if we'll say I have the flyer, I'll just hand him the flyer. He looks at this flyer, and he looks a little concerned and shocked. This, what is this? Is this someone making fun of us or something? And then he quickly pulls out a map, and he starts scanning this map, and he looks, and he points at one spot, and it looks uh, further up north. So it's right near the Troll Hills, and he's looking at it saying, This is the town of Welshire. It's a relatively small town, but it seems that this play is going to be there in a little over a week. You all should travel there and look into this. Do you need any supplies? I think we should get some healing potions and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take all the toolkits you can afford. Can I get a catapult? I feel like it would be a lot easier if we just blew up the play. Uh, we we don't <laughs> have any catapults to spare. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Actually, it'd be better to build a trebuchet because it can hurl 90 kilogram <laughs> objects and get 300 meters away. <laughs> As Jason quickly closes Age of Empires 2. <laughs> we will get you some healing potions and we can definitely afford some toolkits for you. And, uh... What do we use for traveling? Is it like we're all on separate horses? Do we have like a... You have a magical caravan that was given to you. <laughs> oh, right, right. We have the horses. Yeah, like we got like that TARDIS on wheels, basically. I, f- I forgot about that. It's been a while <laughs> since we played, so I keep forgetting what we have. and everything. I think uh, you were calling it uh, like the mystery wagon or something instead of like the mystery machine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We can definitely set up some supplies for your wagon. We can get some furnishing in there for you, food, and I believe you all have horses. We do. Magical horse. Do you require one of these Draxir? Wait, wait, a what? Uh, they, like one of those magic horses they have, little stone figurine. Oh yeah, you need one. You never got one, I'm positive you didn't get one. No. Yeah, you don't have one. Yeah, you have to collect them all. <laughs> this is true. There are 151 of them. He he reaches down into his desk and like he rifles through a few things and he pulls out this little chestnut brown horse figurine and he hands it over to you, Drax, here. 
This one's called Sea Biscuit. That sounds like a <laughs> lovely name. It's quite fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Owen. Of course. If there's anything else you need, please let us know, but we'll be sure to outfit your caravan with some basic furnishings. Background thoughts of real-world Draxir right now are like, did I just become a brony? <laughs> well, you all have horses. Like, especially Ronnie has uh, Artax. Your horse's name is Artax. Well, what is mine again? I, 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 I... Ironhide. Oh, it's called Ironhide. It's right here. He makes sure to make a list of some items, and uh, he asks, Is it alright if we keep this flyer? We're going to try to look into it a little bit more. Sure. Just know that you're heading north to the town of Welshire. It's a little bit off the beaten path. Once you've passed a ways past Baldur's Gate, you'll be able to go off the path towards Welshire. We'll be sure to give you a map. Is there anything else you need? Mm. Do we need, like, food like ration <laughs> we haven't cared about that yet well they'll, they'll give you food and stuff and all that we're not like accidentally going like super early are we like uh you're going like a little before a week so it'll take you most of that time just to get there and okay. then you'll be able to uh you maybe you'll have like half a day or a day before the play starts i see no i think that's about everything all right then he shows you out of his office, and then he calls for someone and starts telling them the supplies they'll need to load up into the caravan. And it's it's still pretty laid out. Like, it's in the evening. You all are feeling a little wiped out. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I, I think we should celebrate. We should just go, like, somewhere and eat a feast. You want to pop some bottles? <laughs> oh, yes. That never goes well in this town. Never. <laughs> Just go to the Volga Unicorn. No. <laughs> oh I think... There's more than one bar in this city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question. Why didn't we get some beer money off yeah. of all those dead cultists? There must have been some gold on them. I think I'm gonna hunker down. Yeah, you have those two magic rings that you found. Mm. Kelsar's off doing his own thing. Yeah. You snooze, you lose, Kelsar. He's got silver shield money. <laughs> All those sweet, sweet silver pieces. <laughs> I think to start, I want to exchange some of my gold because I'm carrying way too much gold on me. They can exchange it here. They can give you platinum instead if you want, or there's like trade bars. Or if you want to keep gold here, they can hold on to it for you. Yeah, but that doesn't help me when I need it. What is the compounding interest rate? They don't have <laughs> one. Sorry. <laughs> You actually lose money because they charge you. <laughs> Just like real banks. Every 10 gold is one platinum piece, and then you can get like a small little trade bar that's maybe like a finger length long, and it's worth 100 gold pieces. I want to go find a... Wait, what time is it? It's like 7, 7.30. Oh, we got to find the most banging club in town. I'm going to go look and see if there's an open blacksmith. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Is there anything else the rest of you would like to do? I think I'll go to. You'll go to the blacksmith as well, Bordon? Yeah, I think I, yeah, okay. I want to, to use some of this money. How about you, MZ and Draxir? I think I'm going to hunker down and get a good night's rest. Okay. I think I'm going to I'm going to follow Ronnie to make sure he like gets back. 
Well, Bordon's with him, but you can go with those two if you want. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with both of them. Make sure nothing too bad happens. So the three of you start marching along, and you're looking for a blacksmith, so you're just heading off to the market. It doesn't take too long, and you can still hear the distant sounds of the blacksmith's hammer ringing out. Whoever's his neighbor, it must suck. But they never care. <laughs> so you you travel for a bit, and eventually you find this one half-elf who's working outside this anvil, and he's just putting a sword into some cold water, and you're watching the steam come up. Hey, half elf, and I do the I do the finger thing. He looks up and he's like, "Oh, yeah, hey, how's it going?" <laughs> <laughs> Is there not a lot of half elves where you come from? Uh, you know, I guess I never noticed any other ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Two years playing this game. I don't think there's been another half elf. I'm fairly. Yeah. Has there never so. been another half elf? Well, there is yeah. one now. <laughs> He's my buddy. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, what can I do for you? Looking to get some chains made. Chains? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. Uh, how thick and how long? Maybe about this much worth, and I'm going to throw 100 of those gold onto the table. And I say, I need you to uh, melt these down for me. You want jewelry? Yeah. I'm not a jeweler. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's melting gold. I mean, I could try, but I'd probably end up making you like a disc. Or, uh, Fine. Okay. How about you make me... Buy something useful. Stop using your money for shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving us all this gold. I have nothing used. I have nothing I need to use it on. Yeah, like your brain. <laughs> please, please buy something useful. I'm I'm making something useful. I'm. Half elf is just watching you two talk, turning into something that's less likely to be stolen. That's not useful. That's not useful. Please. This is terrible. That's what he would do. Get like a, a magical armor. Or whatever. Well, he's a blacksmith. He can't make something magical. And I already have sweet clothes. I can make stuff magical. That's true. Okay. I need... Uh, what can you turn gold into? You want some more AC? <laughs> I can give you a plus one AC. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that when I get my clothes back. Slap the hood of the, the car. <laughs> <laughs> how does... Like, how does it work now? Because, like, back in... Like uh, like the third edition, you I think you would lose levels when you were enchanting. Yeah, they kind of, they did away with that because it was pretty harsh, like making a magic item like you lost a level and it kind of sucks. So they just kind of took that out. Mm. It just takes a lot of materials and time. But Draxir's class is literally designed to make cool shit. Yeah, it, it's like potent fusion. So you have like a list of. Uh, like a certain amount that you can like know and then you can have up to well at my level you can have three active at a time so one is my uh, trident and I can make two more uh, infused items oh okay okay uh, Lucas I'm just gonna ask him okay so uh, is there a jeweler around here yeah like maybe a street over you can find Karen's jewelry <laughs> sounds good Okay, I'm going to go over there. See you guys later. 
<laughs> okay, so I'm looking for a shield. Like a, a better shield than this one that I have. He takes your shield, he sort of looks it over, he's like, okay. Yeah, so you're just looking for something that's tougher, right? Or maybe even uh, magical. Do you have, like, magic items? I'm actually going to go to the jeweler with Ronnie. Okay. To make sure he won't <laughs> kill himself. <laughs> or other people. I, I have an idea that might actually help later. Yeah, I got, like, uh, I have a magic shield that I could sell you. Uh, some adventures have pawned it off just a bit ago. Hmm. How much money do you have? How much? How much is the shield? It's exactly 500 gold. That, that's like a super awkward question. You go like to Superstore and they'll ask you, like, how much money do you have on you? No. Well, basically, he's he's asking if you're rich enough to be able to buy this magic shield. I am. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> like my arms. They're literally gold. <laughs> They're literal yeah, gold. People who just melt arms. down gold, so I don't know. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This shield's probably gonna come to around, uh, let's say I could give it for 450. Okay, so I try to persuade him okay. to like give me like a better price, and then I explain that I'm doing something for the city, and I'm, I'm doing trying God's to. Work. Mm-hmm. I'm doing God's work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Roll a persuasion. <laughs> I got it. And yeah, sorry, man. 450. That's as low as I can go. I know you're doing good work, but I still gotta pay for all this stuff, right? I had to buy this shield off these adventures. I guess. So I, I, t- I just, I just ask, can I see this shield first? I mean, I don't even know. Sure. Like what it is. Yeah. So I check the shield. He brings the shield out, and it, it's this uh, steel shield, and you see, like, it has bronze inlaid work on it, where it just yeah. has like these these designs where. It's kind of like a, a more blocky dwarven design on it. You can tell it's a little bit old. Like this is, uh, it's still in perfect condition because of the magic that's enchanting it. Mm-hmm. But you can tell this shield's a little bit of an older make, and it's quite sturdy. Uh, it would be a plus one shield. Or four hundred and fifty. Yes. When you get magic on something, the price bumps way up. Yeah, but that's insane. I mean, okay, so. I think I'm actually making it cheaper than it is right now. What's what's the AC? I'll give you a plus three instead of a plus two. Okay. It is like a horrible deal. <laughs> For him. <laughs> I uh, can look at the actual prices if you want. I mean, uh, it can't be that. Okay, so I, 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 I want the shield. Okay. And then I just give him like uh, 250 pieces of gold. Wink. You give him the 450 pieces? Or... Yeah. Just try to cheap out on this guy and run. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do like Ronnie did. I'll just put like one golden (laughs) coin and then a bunch of like silver coins or bronze coins in the middle. Do you remember how that (laughs) fell out of his hands like immediately? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, he had to beat up a kid. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't beat him up. He just scared him to the point that the child fainted. (laughs) I think that was Robbers. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah so you you have this uh shield and like it feels quite sturdy like it it's a good weight it doesn't throw you off or anything like that so we're just gonna pop on over to emzy 
So, MZ, you're sitting down, and you're looking over, like, a, just some of the stuff that you got. You're looking at this ring that has the feathers on it. And are you just laying in bed, or are you out in, like, the commons area with all the tables? I, I went to bed. So you're just kind of there, like, letting all this stress go out and try to relax. You have your armor set off to the side, but you still have that stone uh, on you that blocks out the scrying. And you start thinking back to that weird dungeon you were just in, and make me a wisdom check. Nine. There's something bugging you about that room. You're thinking, and you can't quite put it together. When you came out of the one side on the right, the door was open, and those things were turning into corrupted, but... You just can't quite figure it out. You, you just kind of let that like sit in your thoughts, and then you just lie down and go to bed. <laughs> and we'll pop on over to the other two. So you two are heading on over to Karen's Jewelry. Hi. And you open it up. Can I speak to a manager, please? <laughs> you open it up, and her hair is manager hair. You know that she is the manager. And she looks at you like, Oh, hi, hun. How can I help you? As you come oh, on boy. in. Is she, uh, was she human? She's a dwarf. Okay. She's behind this counter. She she must be standing on a stool, because she's about oh. your height. Uh, I say half-elf, and I do the finger-pointing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, dear. No, oh. I'm a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, oh no. You're a jeweler, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I got some stuff I need <laughs> I need made slash bought probably. W- what do you have for necklaces? Oh well, we got quite a few things here. So she like uh, brings out this leather sort of padding, and she unrolls it, and you see there's a lot of necklaces in there. She pulls out some that have like sapphires in them, some that like just like all the different gemstones. She has just gold chains, she has silver chains, platinum. We have quite an assortment. Hmm. Um I want okay, I guess there's another thing I want too. I want you to make me a golden guitar pick. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. She thinks about this. She's like, a golden guitar pick. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, we could do this. Okay, yeah, I can do that. It's no problem. It's gonna be about 25 gold. Yeah, okay. We can make you this. It'll take about a day, so if you come back tomorrow, we should have it done. Okay. And, uh, about your necklaces, uh, any of those mm-hmm. do anything? Do you mean if any of them are magic? Yeah. Yeah, we got some magic necklaces. Is there anything that you're particularly looking for? Good ones. I don't actually know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Something that makes me more charismatic. Oh, it looks like you're fine and dandy yourself, but I'll see <laughs> if there's something that could help out that ego. <laughs> okay. Uh, while this is going on, I'm going to turn over to Drax here. Drax here, when this uh, pick is done, I'm going to need some of your some of your magic-fying to go on. Alright, but it's going to kind of depend what you want. I only have so many things I can put in there. It's not a weapon. It's not really armor or anything. Well, it is It is part of my weapon. Mm. Alright, we, we can figure something out. 
Yeah, okay, so um, we do have one amulet. Mm -hmm. Now I will warn you, it smells a bit like pure gasoline. Well, I mean, I smell a lot like pure gasoline, so it should cancel <laughs> it out. She takes out this one amulet, and it looks like it's made out of like this really glossed over uh, piece of obsidian mm -hmm. made into a panther's head. Sweet. Yeah, so this, it honestly, it just, it smells like pure gasoline. Uh, it's, it's a little rough. The finish on it is just real stinky, but it does, uh, it does make you a bit more charming. What is it? It is banned in uh, nine countries, but you should be okay. Okay. What, what does it do in uh, DM terms there, Lucas? About 60% of the time. Okay, yeah. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it, it will give you a plus one to your okay. charisma. And it'll let it, you kind of breach that 20 yeah. mark. So you could have a 21 charisma. Why aren't you guys asking the right questions? Why does it smell like gasoline? Well, it doesn't matter. It gives me plus charisma. <laughs> it's the finish on it. It's kind of weird. It's, it's gasoline. I mean, I, I would at least try to set it on fire to know if it's going to explode first. Well, if I set it on fire and it does explode, then I also have to pay for this dumb amulet that's exploded. But it's, but it's a danger to your. Okay, <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to explode for him. It, it will not blow up. I can assure you. How, how much? How much uh, is that? Uh, is that going for there? Uh, it's going to be about four hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I? Can I try it on? Uh. Well. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the harm in that. Okay. All right. And I want to use uh, persuasion here, with with my new plus one. Mm -hmm. Uh. And try and get that price a bit lower. Okay. <laughs> this is like Fallout when you just like quickly yeah, know, your right? armor. Like, no, but you like me now. You put your hat on. <laughs> uh, so what is 20? Uh, is that plus six then? 21. I think 21 still plus five. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll make it then. Uh, I'll make it a plus two then. So then it would bring you up to like a 22. Okay. So that'd be a plus six. Uh, I got tw I got 21. Okay, so we'll say redacted. Uh, the price is 500 because it's plus two, but you got a 21. Okay. Okay, um, so you want it lower? Hmm. All right, well, I guess I could do like 450, but that's that's cutting it. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, I think 450 is all right. So including the pick, this will all come to 475. Yeah, I, th I think that's okay. And I'll, uh, I'll just plop down all my gold. Okay, the whole five hundo. Well, she'll give me change, probably. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, she she takes like twenty five out of it and puts it in a smaller bag and hands it back to you. So, Bordon, you see this while you're walking over to Karen's jewelry, and you can kind of see Ronnie and Drax here through the window. You're starting to come up to this building. You see four figures come swiftly out of this alley. They're dragging another hulking figure. This person, she looks like she's maybe six foot five, and her skin is this earthy tone with cracks in it. You see a symbol on her left hand, and it's going all the way up her left arm. She's wearing just like this leather jerkin vest, and you see the symbol is uh, like up to near the base of her neck. She has uh, a bag 
and she gets led up right to the outside of this jewelry shop and you look at these people they're wearing these lab coats it kind of looks like is like the best thing like robes but they're all red the lead person takes off these goggles and you see she has no eyes and you see as she like sort of like shifts her shoulders these two large tentacles come out from her back and they lift up around her and she flicks a hand and the entire front of this store blows off Ronnie and Drax here make me a dexterity saving throw 13 I'm going to use flash of genius Okay. So what this does is I can gain the ability to come up with solutions under pressure. When near another creature, I see makes a ability check or saving throw. Use my reaction to add my intelligence modifier to the roll. I can use it up to as many times as my modifier is. Oh, that's badass. Do you do it to yourself or like just one person? It, it can only be like one at a time, I'm pretty sure. Okay, gotcha. This will be a 14. So the two of you look, and this explosion goes off. Draxir, last minute, you jump behind this counter. Some of it still catches your back. Ronnie was looking to do the same, but he slipped up a bit on one of the many horse rugs. It's just rugs with horses on them all over the ground that Karen had, and he slips up a bit. Ronnie, you take eight points of damage, and Draxir, you take four as these pieces of debris just cut into you. You look out and Bordon, you are looking at them as well, and they shout, You may have destroyed our laboratory, Death Shift, but we have someone important to you. Uh, they push the woman forward, and uh, you don't really recognize her, but she's clearly a chosen of your order. I remember it like it was yesterday. There I was making mashed potatoes in the darkness, the darkness of my heart, mashing and mashing. It was a six hour recipe my father taught me. He normally did this to other creatures' brain matter, but I do it to potatoes. You're probably thinking, but Irvin, what does this matter? It's not Irvin anymore, it's Darkblade. I told you that already, God. But I remember the screams. That's what I remember the most. The screams of the people of Geldspar, the place that I called home. You see, I was a stand-in chef in Geldspar. Worked all over the place. Houses, orchards, tavern. Blacksmith one time. Did a potluck. I let it. But not anymore. After I heard what Death Shift was doing, they were battling some unknown beast. And then another beast called the Beast. They destroyed Geldspar. If only Death Shift would have just, like, ran away. But no, they didn't. They fought. They fought and they destroyed my home and my friends and my family. Not the mashed potatoes. I ran with those. So there he was, running, hurtling, jumping, leaping, crawling. Sometimes, sitting. But I ran most of it. All the way to Sanctuary, made there in half the time, beat Death Shift. Snooze you lose, bad guys. Bribed my way in, you're right. You got it. 
mashed potatoes. But there I was in sanctuary. What was it gonna do? My life was over. I didn't have any mashed potatoes. I didn't even have my chef tools, like a knife, or even a, something to mash more potatoes. Just anything, really. That's when I joined it. A cleanup crew. We would go around cleaning up after all these different monster attacks. What I didn't know, though, was this cleanup crew had another name. The Organization. That's right. The Organization. They're an organization. Inside. An organization. And they fight against injustice. They're led by Darkness Axe. And I am Darkblade. It was just meant to be. I had a blade of darkness in my heart. And he had a Darkness Axe in his backs. We instantly became kindred blood brothers. He looked at me saying, What's a half-orc like you doing not mashing potatoes? I told him all about guilt, bar, and death shift. He shared my pain. He shared my anger. We high-fived because we knew at that moment we were in this together. We were starting our origin story inside the organization that's inside an organization. We were going to fight the injustice of death shift. We just needed costumes, weapons, aside from our darkness axe and my darkness blade. And we needed allies, people who've been wronged, specifically by Death Shift. We figured it'd be pretty easy. Guess what? It was. First person we found, his name was Gabo. You're thinking, Gabo, that's a funny name for a whale. It wasn't a whale. It was a goblin. You're an idiot. Just kidding. Sure, you're great. I love you. Wait. I don't know you. I'm Darkly. So we meet up with Gobbo. Hey, Gobbo. How's it going? Uh, hey, friend. What's going on? We're fighting against injustice. We're fighting against Death Shift. I am Darkness Blade. No, wait. Dark Blade. This is Darkness Axe. Do you want to join the organization inside the organization to fight injustice? And specifically to fight Death Shift. Ah, uh, Death Shift. Ah, uh, the rat that tipped over my cart the other day that wrecked a bunch of my produce. Death disgusting. What's gonna be your name? Your name filled with darkness. I'm gonna be darkened fruit. Like it's past ripe. It's darkened and it's dead. I love it. Now there were three of us. Darkened fruit. Darkness axe. Dark Blade. We were gonna win this fight. We were gonna find Death Shift. We're an organization inside an organization fighting injustice. You can't win. Not against us. The organization. We're coming for you, Death Shift. I'm Dark Blade. Honestly, can't just go shopping, huh? Like every time they just go to do a bit of shopping, it's just all, it's so violent. Like, can't they just buy like a single piece of jewelry without having an entire front of a shop blown off? 
What is with all these people? These cultists are really opposed to shopping. I mean, I know. I just got mad at uh, consumer, you know, this whole life cycle that we're going through. We just keep buying, 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 and destroying, destroying, destroying. But, I mean, ooh, the people of the Shining God really hate it. Well, I guess that's all there is to that. Oh, travelers, be sure to stick around after this. Uh, we have a wonderful promo from our friends at Modified Roll. You know, uh, Detective Bill and Misha, they are from Modified Roll, so you'll definitely want to uh, hop back into that story and catch up with them because we might have a new uh, hmm, detective episode coming up soon, so be sure to uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled if that's thing people do, I don't know. It was when I was a kid. But yes, stick around. And travelers, uh, if you're feeling like you, you just want some more ballad content or anything like that, make sure you, you hop on over to the Patreon. We have all sorts of stuff. We just actually posted uh, the whole adventure all uh, written out in a PDF for a Shining Birthday, if you ever wanted to do that. Wait a minute, what's a Shining Birthday? Why did I just say that? What? I'm sure it's nothing. Anyways, travelers, make sure you take care of yourself and you're looking after those loved ones in this difficult time because it's it's not easy for any of us out there and just make sure that you're okay because we, we love you and we want you to be safe. All right, travelers, it's time for me to uh, go buy a new mailbox. I bid you all adieu. Hello, we're here today to tell you about Modified Role. What you're about to hear are real-life testimonies of people who have been affected by Modified Role. None of the people you're about to hear are paid actors. I mean, they are actors, but we're not paying them. Before I found Modified Role, I never knew of the foe that plagued humanity for generations, Rivers. Before Modified Role, I didn't know if I would dice with more than six sides. Well, uh, before I found Modified Rule, I thought fantasy role-playing was something you did in the bedroom. Before Modified Rule, I didn't know Warland Dice could be so dangerous. Uh, before Modified Rule came along, I couldn't tell the difference between a D20 and a tennis ball. Needless to say, it's changed my life. Before Modified Rule, I was shocked when someone would offer to show me their minis. So, with so many lives changed through Modified Rule, don't you think it's time you gave it a try? Modified Rule has not been proven to improve life in any measurable metric, and cannot be held responsible for any detrimental impact caused by listening to the podcast. Modified Rule takes no responsibility for loss of bards, dwarves, or animal companions. 